You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with Megan Easterday of Easterday Creative. Now, from the beginning, we've told and we've listened to stories, right? Stories kind of are, are things that you learn when you're a kid, but it's things that anybody can get excited about, whether by moonlight, firelight, electrical light, you know, any type of light, really. Stories have been and always will be a vital part of what makes us human. Stories record history. They teach us lessons, they spark our imagination, and so much more. The importance of stories cannot be overstated, and neither can be the importance of the storytellers themselves. Today, we are joined by Megan Easterday, the storyteller behind Easterday Creative, and we're so excited to learn a little bit more about her story, but really how you can rely on Megan to help bring that story to life. Uh, and today, we're going to talk about her company and how you know she helps you tell that story. Me and Scott always talk about stories or what creates created the Brand Builders Podcast and what makes it so exciting to bring this to you each and every Friday. And we have somebody that's a professional at it. And so now we're about to learn what it's really like to bring that story to life. Thank you, Megan, so much for joining us on this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Thank you for having me. Megan, yes, thank you. Great intro, Brian. <laughs> thank you. Oh, always, always, always. And, and a lot of puns in there. We're going we're gonna to talk about storytelling, but we're going to tell uh, Megan's story too. That's right. So yeah. So again, thank you for joining us. And um, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and how you sort of got into this world. We we have a, a brand here, and we love to tell the story, but I personally am not good at that. So I'm really excited to hear <laughs> kind of how you got into it and, and how your creative mind works. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting way how I even got into photography in the first place. I never thought that that would be the career that I would choose. Um, my background is in public relations and marketing, which, you know, kind of is telling a story in itself. And photography is just uh, a snapshot of that. Um, a snapshot. So, <laughs> Another oh, oh, boy. Oh, Here we go. We are this morning. <laughs> that was unintentional. <laughs> just who I am. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so, but photography, um, you know, storytelling has always been very interesting to me. History has always been um, fascinating to me, which is, you know, another part of storytelling. Um, so I was in the military right out of high school, and I one of my jobs was taking photos to tell you know the different stories of what was going on in the Air Force, on our base, and all of that. And that kind of sparked my love for the professional side of photography. Um, and then you know I continued through school, and you know I thought one day maybe I'll own my own business, but right now I guess I'll try the corporate world. And I was like meh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I don't really love sitting in a brown tan cubicle. That's not for me. And I was like, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to work in uh, the nonprofit world, which is great. Wasn't for me. Um, it was, it felt very constricting in itself for a while there. And then finally, um, I was working for another larger organization again as a um, uh, communications marketing manager, which is great, but they had budget cuts across the board. I was doing Easter Day Creative basically full-time at that point. That was back in, I started Easter Day Creative in 2016. So 2017, I was still kind of doing it full-time, but part-time. Um, and then I lost my job out of literally nowhere. And I was like, well, I guess I can 
try to make this work. Um, so I started pursuing doing Easter egg creative full time um, with the support of my husband, Corey, who is wonderful. Um, he was like, why not just do it? Like, we'll find the money. It'll work out. So started doing that. Um, and then, yeah, here we are, however many years later, almost seven years of owning the business. And yeah, I'm really grateful. <laughs> yeah, congratulations and thank you for your service. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And it's it's interesting how uh, we talk about this all the time. Brian's gonna hate to hear this, but adversity creates opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you you went through an adverse time, yeah. uh, losing your job. Mm-hmm. That's scary, yeah. uh, but really cool how you were able to turn that into uh, your small business, and here you are. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I saw some meme last night. It's like. The mountains in front of you, right? And it seems so overwhelming. But at some point in your life, you've gotten over that mountain and you're looking back at it yeah. and you're now in a new spot. You're now on um, another mountain. That's right. Well, yeah, there, there's a new, probably bigger one. Doing, doing a 14 <laughs> One thing about life I, I have found is that one thing that, that is constant is change, yes, right? And you, you've got to be willing to adapt and move forward. I think we've all seen that through oh, yeah. past few years, oh, especially. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about doing a podcast out of your closet. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. we couldn't go anywhere else. Yep. But anyway. So um, I want to talk about, so photography is always fascinating me, um, especially when I grew up going, and I was always fascinated with history, and those were my favorite classes. Mm-hmm. And you look back at, the different things that happened over the, let's just say the last hundred years. Mm-hmm. And, and if there wasn't photography, would you really understand the context around what that event was like? I'll pick World War II. You yeah. look at photographers that their job was literally to be on the front lines mm-hmm. in, in capturing what exactly is happening, right? Yeah. And now as technology's evolved, you can see those exact pictures in color. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it's, yeah, cool. it just fascinates me um, from that perspective. But now we're in an era where everybody's a photographer, right? Everybody has a phone, right? And you're gonna hate me saying this because no. everybody's <laughs> got, I know, everybody has an Instagram account. <laughs> I can take a photo, I can do this, but there's a big difference between you and your new iPhone 14 and a professional photographer Mm -hmm. who understands how to really capture a moment. Um, And even if you go into videography and specifically through like documents or documentaries, there's a difference, right? And that's why professionals are great is because they're not only good at just taking a picture, they're telling that story. Mm -hmm. So tell us, how did you fall in love with photography? And really, I know you kind of told us your journey and and how you got here to start Mm -hmm. the business, but what really captured kind of your imagination around that? And And then tell us kind of how that, you know, captures what you do on a daily basis? So I love people. I love to learn about people. Um, Even though I can be fairly introverted after I've been around a large group of humans for <laughs> the other day. I get it. Yeah, like I can flip that switch. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I get home and I'm like, all right, don't look at me. Like, don't talk to me. I need a moment. Um, but I just I love being around people and just knowing who they are um, because you know we all create our society, right? Like we all are a part of it. Um, and like people's stories are really important because not only like does it define who they are, but it can define like the people who are around them too. Um, so, you know, I'm very artistic. I grew up doing artsy things. Uh, I was in theater. I was, uh, I sang a lot and I was like, I really want to have a job where, you know, I can do something that's creative, but also something that's practical, that's something that can actually be beneficial to the people around them, like or just even the person who I'm serving. Um, so photography just 
is very fascinating to me in that sense because you know it's a very both right and left brain type of job. So you are telling a story, but you are also like you have to think very critically of how you're going to compose a shot. Like you have to think about how do I need to have my settings for this to you know not be under or overexposed, all the things. So it takes a lot to actually create an image that is going to actually make an impact, um, whether it's for you know a small business that's just simply trying to sell a product, or if it's a larger organization having an event, um, you know, for something that's really important to them, it's. It, it, yeah, there's just a, a blend of things that go along with um, the art of photography. Um, and it's really cool because you can do so many things with it. Like, it's not just for selling a product. It's not just for creating art. It, it can do a variety of things. So it's a, a pretty cool, versatile thing, and you don't get bored easily. <laughs> did you right. always have, like, a camera around your neck growing up? Like, did you all, were you the, the so, like, my dad had a, yeah. had one of, like, the first video cameras. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> he looked I like ABC that. News oh, out there yeah. on, like, a, on a six-year-old soccer. But oh, yeah. we still have those videos, and we laugh mm-hmm. about it. I mean, this is, like, the early or late 80s. Yeah. And I always laughed at my dad because I'd look over there and be like, what is going on? Now you just have everybody, you know, now when you go to anything, look, I'll take sports for an example. Yeah. Um, if you if you go to the Masters, you mm-hmm. cannot bring a cell phone, yeah. right? So when you watch it on television, everybody's in the moment. Mm-hmm. Now go to Quail Hollow, and if you watch that on television, mm-hmm. nobody's in the moment. No. Everybody wants to tell everybody that they were in the moment, but yes. the reality is they're all looking at a screen, they right? Yeah. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing, right? It's, it's like we've strange. gotten we've gotten more in love with like I want to tell people that I was here doing this because I'm cool yes. instead of realizing like how amazing is it that I'm right here and I get to see something so cool. Yeah, no, I mean I have always had a camera with me. I, I think back, I see, I have albums of just photos that I've taken and it, it's mostly life. It wasn't necessarily like the artistic thing or whatever, but it was just life in the moment, like vacations that I went on, the trips that I went on with like at school. Um, I just wanted to capture that point in history because history is so important. Like, Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm obsessed with antiques, specifically if it's related to my family, because I know that there's something meaningful. Like, why did they have that in the first place? Um, But yeah, but what you're talking about with people constantly having their phones and not being in the present moment, I would say that is like a big issue. So I am almost 33 and my generation and younger, um, we have turned what could be such an important thing to just remember that moment into being like, how popular can I be? Which I understand because social media, what we've created, it's become a beast and we have to feed the beast. (laughs) And um, I, I frequently kind of push back against that, even though there's like, you know, towing the line of wanting to be a part of it to stay relevant with, you know, specifically with my business, like social media and things like that. But also being like, I want to be in the moment. Like, we only have so much time in our lives to be here and it, it, like enjoy what's around us. That having our f- faces constantly in our phones or even like on the computer and things like that, that's not going to be the most enriching thing to do in your life. Um, so, you know, it's it is the weird dichotomy as a photographer, especially one who works with small businesses to create imagery to post on social media or on their websites. Like, it's towing the line of like this is a practical tool or this is like something that can just get out of hand or whatever. I mean, it's it's very fascinating and it's something that I'm always learning and growing in. And I always encourage people, even my friends that I'm with, I'm like, we don't need to be like taking pictures all the time. I actually forget to bring my phone out sometimes when I'm in public anymore because I just want to be with 
people. <laughs> well, and the other thing really about that point. is if you go to something, look, like there's professionals like yourself yeah. that are going to be capturing this moment for you. Sure. And yeah. they're way better than you, I promise. I don't care if you got that new <laughs> iPhone and you're so excited about it. Like the reality is, it's like, are you just trying to show people what you're doing in life instead of enjoying it? Yeah. When in reality, if you're at an event, I mean, in, unless you're literally in the middle of the woods and you're the only one there yes. and you're like, I just saw a bald eagle. Yeah. I have to capture this, yes. right? That's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love that you, you've said that. Now, you do so many different types of photography, right? So like when I look at, uh, and I follow a lot of them on on Instagram, and maybe it's somebody that is um, that goes out you know, deep into the woods or goes to places all over the world, mm-hmm. and, and they take just amazing photos of places that you probably never will see. Yeah. But you do it all, right? You do brands and products, which we will talk to you about because your photos are amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but you do editorial, you do mm-hmm. fashion, you do interior design, mm-hmm. you do empowerment photos. Like you do so many different types um, of photos that seems pretty cool. You're kind of like, and I don't want to call you the jack of all trades, but it seems like you've <laughs> kind of mastered, you've been mastered, you've <laughs> kind of mastered different types of photography, which has to be very difficult because all of those have different challenges. They do. Um, tell me, how did you, how did you, A, not focus on one niche mm-hmm. and really get great at all of this? Well, first of all, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blushing. You can't see it right now because <laughs> it's podcast. Um, no, I, oh, goodness, I get bored easily. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> That's a great answer. You're like, yeah. hey, what new can I do? I like yeah. it. Um, I want, I, I think the, part of my personality is that I always want to get better at what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, I don't think I'm, ever, I, I don't think, I know I'm never going to be the best at what I do. I'm never going to be the best at what I do because there's always going to be somebody that is better. And that's good. I think that's a positive thing because it helps you realize that you can learn and grow more in your craft, whether it be photography or marketing or, you know, finance, which I'll never do. That's why I hire people for that. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, like I said, I get bored easily. Um, I want to have those different areas. And also it's like a practical thing. I know that there are people who are very much about being very niche in what you do, because like, if you don't, then you don't have the right audience. I agree with that on some level, but also like I have the mindset of like, if you are only focused on this area, you are not going to make the income that you might want or need if you are just only solely focus on that. So having a little bit of, you know, this empowerment area or working with brands or interior designers, um, I think is really important. Plus what ties it all together, especially as a photographer, is that you are telling a story. So you are still telling the story. It's just telling it in a different way that's going to be most impactful to the person that you are working for. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're all very fun and all have very unique challenges. And I have a lot of enjoyment from that. <laughs> your website is beautiful, to Brian's oh, point, thanks. and I love your logo. Oh, that font you. is really, really cool. I had someone create that for me. Uh, um, yeah, that's sharp. Yeah. That's really sharp. But yeah, beautiful photos in, in a lot of different categories. I agree with you. Um, there are a lot of folks that do what we do in the branded merchandise space mm-hmm. that are very niche. Like, yep. look, they, they focus on manufacturing. They focus on pharmaceuticals or used to. Mm-hmm things of that nature, but I'm more of a believer you need to be diverse in your client base because mm-hmm. look, I mean, we've seen it in 2008, we've yep. seen it now. Yep. There are certain industries that struggle during certain oh, times yeah. of the economic cycle. Mm-hmm. And if you're all eggs in that one basket, say restaurants, for example, mm-hmm. well, co- here comes COVID, they're closed down. Guess what? Your income's closed down too. Yeah. Yep. Um, so so yeah, that's very smart. And, and with photography, I mean, 
as you said, as long as you can work that camera, which is very complicated to me. I've never, <laughs> of course, I've never studied it, but sure. like, it just, it's okay. I know how to take that photo, but I don't know how to do settings like, mm-hmm. like that. And there's a true art in that, right? Like, so anyway, do you ever do food or, or restaurants or do you enjoy that type of industry i haven't gotten to work with anyone in that industry i would like to i think that would be fun to work with a restaurant to help them create imagery for all the things that they do um it's just finding it's it's the connections that you make too so i i'm not from here originally um i'm from ohio no one is nobody (laughs) is and if you find one they are a unicorn um But no, I, you know, I've been here in the Charlotte area um, for about four years and I actually started in more so wedding photography, which was great. Wasn't for me. Very stressful. <laughs> it's very yeah. stressful. It's not just like the physical labor either. It's the emotional labor that goes into it. Right. Um, and it's just, you know, a constant full day of like making sure that you're not only doing your job properly, but making sure that because I am very empathic, I want my client to feel like calm, cool, and collected, even if that means that I'm frazzled. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, That's so, an art in itself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's something I could do, but it was something that was starting to like not bring joy into my life. And I could feel it in my personal life too that it was just a stress that wasn't necessary and I could do things otherwise. So, Shortly before the pandemic started, it was actually beginning of 2020, I was at a photo conference for mostly like luxury wedding photographers. Some editorial commercial photographers were there. And I was like, weddings are not for me anymore. I want to do commercial branding photography mostly. Um, And then the world shut down. Uh, so the the progress of that was much slower, but I started meeting really wonderful human beings. Um, like I met, you know, some interior designers that trusted me to capture their interiors because I was doing like kind of realty photography, but kind of it's a little bit different with interior design stuff. Um, and it just kind of the snowball effect started happening. I was meeting the right people. Um, people were taking chances on me and just very gracious and you know wonderful human beings. So yeah, <laughs> love it. Well, it's it's. And correct me if I'm wrong, it's a relationship business. It is. Right? Yeah. And we're the same way. I mean, there are a mm-hmm. lot of people that do what we do, but mm-hmm. we think we do it a little different and add a lot of value yeah. like you do yeah. in your world. So, yeah, I love it. I, I was, uh, I, I literally am on the website right now looking at pictures and I'm just <laughs> yeah. going back and I haven't updated you it had, in a minute. <laughs> you have a really cool thing, though. When you go onto your website, um, you can go and look at all of the road trips and the travel collections, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at a bunch of these. You've done, you've done a lot of national parks. Yeah. Uh, one of them you've done is Red Rocks. And yes. I think every picture Ooh, I've seen of Red Rocks, Red Rocks is like, Dave Matthews Band live or something. <laughs> There's a whole other side of Red Rocks. I've never There's been. I need to go check it out. There, yeah. But that's pretty incredible. Um, I, I want to ask you this, and I don't even know if you can answer this question, but is there one photo that you consider like, this is my best photo? I love this more than any other <laughs> that's photo. That's a good question. I'd love to see it. I mean, because you have uh, mi- probably millions. You've probably taken millions of, of, photos. Of, of, of photos, right? And I, I don't even know if you can answer that, but... Oh, that's a question that nobody has really asked me that. I had someone, I was filling something out for um, a local organization for a profile on me. And they're like, send send us your like top five favorite photos. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is going to take me a week. I, don't, I have to scroll through because, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I can find a favorite photo from almost any session that I've done, right? Like yeah. there's going to, I have like memories attached 
to those images, even though it's like I don't have maybe a personal, like a deep personal relationship with the person or the organization or things like that. There's going to be like some sort of memory connected to that for me. which can be a pot like typically is a positive thing. Like there's just like a piece of joy from from that that I got to experience. But um, yeah, a one top favorite photo of all time. Absolutely not. I can't like. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say like the road trip collection. Bringing that up, like there are a lot of favorite photos from that simply because um, Corey and I. Uh, it was in 2019. We've done two cross country road trips, but this one was a like 35 day cross country road trip where we hit oh, as many awesome. national parks as possible. That's so, yeah. That's awesome. It was so exciting, so stressful sometimes finding places to stay along the way because it was during the summer and like everybody's at national parks during the summer. But probably my favorite place that we went um, was Glacier National Park. Ooh, it was, Glacier. the topography was like so fascinating and unique and you felt like you were on another world, especially like the higher up you got. It got, it started like 80 degrees at the bottom. By the top, it was like almost 40 degrees. So like, it was such a fascinating trip. You saw so many different things and I do a lot, love a lot of images from that one simply because I just have very, very happy memories it's of it. It's like <laughs> heaven on earth It there. really was. Did you go up to Banff in that whole area? We didn't get to go, we didn't yeah. get to cross over, but yeah. yeah, we uh, it was Such insane. I want to go. That's probably one of the national parks that I would love to go back and actually spend a week there, so I can actually do hikes yeah. versus just doing the drive because you have limited time. <laughs> it's literally like you're living in one of those like wildlife calendars out there. Oh, yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? Like every yeah. pa- everywhere you turn is just a picture. It feels like a place that Star yeah. Wars would like a scene of Star Wars in some of those places. I'm, I'm a bit right. of a Star Wars nerd. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at that that right there and i was about to say cannon beach was my favorite until i just got i to do love down. cannon beach was fun yeah. but like the you know it's every, every not everyone's been there but everyone knows what it looks like it's yep. a beach there's some cool rocks there yeah but man that yeah glacier was something else <laughs> have you ever done any like wildlife photography <laughs> not really other yeah. than when i've been on road trips it's not i mean it's fascinating to me typically i just want to look at it like with the wildlife i just want to observe like my husband and i were on a just a trip recently up in the Smokies and we were on a hike and you know we we're taking pictures here and there but I was you know wanting to be focused on what we we're doing and my phone was tucked away and I saw a bear like probably from me to the door like and I got, <laughs> it freaked right. me Ooh. out yeah. <laughs> we we're both we like locked eyes and I was like <laughs> back away slowly no I was a black bear oh, okay thankfully but, like, yeah thankfully, right? but she and I were like so who like do you go like do I go like what what's happening right now <laughs> so like it'd been cool to have a picture but also like I you know want to protect myself and not scare the bear <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we just watched 100%. the documentary Island of Sea Wolves Ooh. and it's awesome and mm-hmm. they commentate it with all of the animals having names and stories mm-hmm. and you follow basically this entire thing and it, and it must have taken them absolute years to be able to create something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And it was just unbelievable that There's they captivated my, my four-year-old was just fascinated, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And learned about all these different types of animals yeah. and now he's just obsessed. He, and I was proud of him. He picked the the eagle, was the bald eagle was his favorite. That's so cool. Which mine was definitely the wolves. They were awesome. <laughs> um, I wanna ask you, and this is gonna change, uh, change stories sure. or change topics a little bit, yeah, yeah. is anytime I think of photography, uh, you know, back in the day, it was you have a camera. You actually have to take the film to you know a drugstore and mm-hmm. and and get the pictures, right? But I always saw on like videos where they'd have like a dark room, mm-hmm. and, you know, and they do. Is that still 
what photographers do. Okay, cool. So that's an ignorant yeah. question because I don't know. No, Tell me yeah. about that process because you see, you watch like movies and not to say that I have a dark side, but we love like crime movies and it'll be like the person <laughs> that takes pictures of, you know, murdering somebody or something, sure. but they're in like a dark room and then they're waiting for that photo to develop. Yeah. That has to be such a fascinating moment for a photographer mm -hmm. where you get to see that picture come to light mm -hmm. and in your mind, you're like, I captured it, yeah. but you don't really know until you see it, yeah. right? So tell us how that experience goes down and, mm -hmm. and kind of the emotions that run through that because I feel like that would be the rush that makes photographers yeah, continue to go back and back. It's fascinating. Yeah. So, you know, my, I don't focus really personally on using film. However, I have taken a film class and I did take, you know, like, film to places before. Um, and it's a little bit different these days, unless you're self-processing, um, it's uh, slightly different. They have some machines now that can do a lot of the processing of the film and then they scan it versus, you know, blowing it up in the dark room. However, I did take a class, um, it's called uh, At the Light Factory. Um, they're here local to Charlotte, wonderful. They do a lot of really, um, cool events for kids and adults and all of that. Um, but I took a black and white film class there where I, it was from beginning to end. So like I took the images on my film camera, I developed them myself. I went into the dark room and I like actually blew them up and developed them that way. That was such a cool process. It gives you a different perspective on photography too. I feel like anyone who is a photographer should take at least a very basic film class like that at some point, just to give them a better understanding of like why photography has developed the way that it has, right? Like how a camera actually works. Um, it just gives you a different perspective. And it just, it takes a lot more patience when you are a film photographer, if you're self-developing. I have friends who do that at home themselves. And I'm like, I, more power to you. That's a lot of money and a lot of time that I simply do not have right now. Um, but it is something that people are really passionate about. But it is very, really, really cool when you see a photo that you took, like, you're just like shaking that tray, yeah. getting it to develop, and then it comes out. Like I have actually one of the photos that I took hanging above my desk because that's just another happy memory. It's a flower. It's just a flower, but it's a flower from my parents' front yard. But yeah. I took that, I developed that, you know, all of it. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. Um, like I said, I think everyone who is a professional photographer should at least take one class that way because, you know, it's not as prevalent or popular anymore um, because, you know, digital is king in a lot of ways even though there has been a like renaissance of you know film <laughs> yeah it seems like trends come and go right oh, of course. but like in the authenticity of the old way could be attractive yeah you know to some folks well, that have the time i, mean, or want I love to, vinyl you know? like vinyl yeah right is like, like <laughs> I, I i got a turntable within the last year and i've been yeah. buying records i love it oh, sounds yeah. better than anything it does you it know? really does <laughs> and it's the old school yeah like you mm -hmm. know we've, we've gone through like four different died. ways to do music since then yeah there's a reason why um, these things don't die out like they're they're in quality for a reason so it's sure. it's good to at least tap into that when you can and if, if it, even if it's not your main deal you know <laughs> yeah um Absolutely. before we jump into because i want to talk about not only you know what potential clients would look like mm -hmm. if people are listening to this and they're interested because i think you it's more about the relationship connecting with them understanding what they're trying to achieve and i think you can do that um, i'm going to ask you a question that i don't even know if you can answer but for you know i'm a parent i got two kids i take pictures of them all the time mm -hmm. i have no idea what the hell i'm doing right <laughs> like i mean i have all the filters on my iphone i think it's cool and now they're like oh you have cinematography or whatever it's called i'm like yeah i got a video i'm, the, I'm a professional 
But what would be your best advice for the amateur that knows nothing about photography um, to try to take better pictures, right? Is mm -hmm. there like an app that you have that you really like? Is mm -hmm. there some, maybe some classes like maybe, you know, we had skill pop on mm -hmm. um, and she's awesome. Yep. And maybe there's a class of like intro to taking a better photo yeah. because <laughs> I enjoy capturing my children and, 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 and Facebook reminds you, you know, two years ago, my, my four-year-old was in a little cow costume and I'm like, whoa, like time flies, <laughs> right? Does. But those those photos are really what bring you back and, mm -hmm. and let you realize it. But like, I wanna be better at it. So what would be your advice to the amateur out there besides hiring you to follow them and take all the pictures for you? <laughs> That'd be a lot of work. Yeah, It'd be a lot of money too. <laughs> so you better, you better yeah. bring out your checkbook yeah, if, that, if you want that. You're like full-time photographer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just for a family. Um, yeah, I think that taking a photography basics class is definitely something that you can do, whether it's specifically focused on using a phone or a camera. Because, I mean, the, the idea of them are kind of similar. Like with the modern phones that we have, we have the ability to actually do a lot of manual settings with it. So it's not just automatic. Like you can actually change the aperture, which is like what makes it more focused on a person and have a blurrier background, which is bokeh, you know, all of that stuff. There's all of the technical terms I could get into. But um, Taking like a basic class like that, um, I think is really great. But also like there's a bunch of stuff on YouTube too. Like if you are really needing something to take better photos with your phone, like go to that, how you can best use your phone, specific phone actually, because every phone is different. You know, well, iPhone isn't, uh, <laughs> but you know, the different brands that are out there, they, they're you know, the way their photos, their camera works on them is slightly different. Um, and another thing that just something you can always think of yourself, even if you're not doing any of that, is always finding good light. So, I mean, we're, you know, I'm looking at both sides of the table right now. I'm in the podcast studio looking down a long table, both of you on one side. One side, I see lots of shadow because there's a window to my left. I see a bunch of light coming onto your paper over here, and there's a bunch of, you know, on my left side and on my right side, there's a bunch of shadow. Always finding the good light and facing your subject, so your kids, toward that good light is going to be the most beneficial because you're going to get the best detail. It'll be less blurry because if you're not using anything but auto, you know, they're not, they're probably moving a lot. I don't know how old your kids are, but they're probably moving around they're quite a always bit. Always moving. Yeah. <laughs> four, so, and, four and two. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. They're definitely always, always moving. moving. Um, but yeah, finding that good light is probably like, if I can give you one big tip is going to be very important because if you have someone facing, you know, if you're looking at my hand up to a window, you get a lot of shadow on that. You're going to mm -hmm. get shadow on their face and you're not going to actually see what's happening. It can be moody and like, you know, artsy, but if you're not trying to be artsy and you just want to capture that moment, make sure you can see their face with the good window light on it or something like that. So, yeah. I, I saw a picture and maybe you've seen this, you know, the movie Jaws. Yeah. So they, they, yeah, right. <laughs> um, so they, they talk, there was the, the boat uh, scene and it talked about what it took to, to capture that, right? Mm -hmm. And someone has a picture. And I mean, this is a small boat and yeah. there must've been 18 people on there. And this is <laughs> yeah. way back in the day, right? And they're holding stuff to get the glare oh, right. Yeah. And there's, I mean, it is fascinating. It's like, you thought that there was just an a guy holding an iPhone no. there filming yeah. this. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. And that was way back in the day, oh, right? Yeah. So, um, so that's pretty fascinating. So. 
back to to your business. Obviously, you're in a lot of different buckets. What are you looking for in potential clients, um, people that are listening to this? We have you know a lot of professionals, but in, in all different genres, right? Mm-hmm. All different you know buckets, and yeah. so I think. There's a lot of people that could benefit, I think, including us, honestly, from the product <laughs> side of it. But what are you looking for in potential clients? And what is that, you know, what match needs to be there for you to to work with them? Well, um, my gosh, a positive attitude toward like what <laughs> Good we're going to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> I want the same thing. Positive <laughs> attitude number one. Love it. Because, you know, there's always going to be challenges with, you know, bringing to life what your vision is for your photography. There's always going to be a challenge and there's always a process to work through. But having like an excellent attitude about, yes, this is going to happen. We're going to make this happen. We're going to get what you want from the get go is really important. Um, And just a willingness to work with me, just being a good teammate. I'm all about being a teammate with people, having a collaborative mindset because I am not going to know your business as well as you know your business, right? Like y'all can talk about, you know, brand builders all day long. I could not. I can give you a little bit of snippets. You understand like what your voice is. You understand like who your audience is. Um, so, you know, making sure that I'm working with my client um, in a way where they have a big say in the process um, is really important to me because I am not going to give them the result that they want or need if I'm just going in blind and being like, yeah, I'll just take pictures of whatever. No, I need to know like who you are, like your why, all of that stuff. And I guess that goes back to my marketing and you know public relations background is like I have that more of that mindset, maybe more so than maybe like a wedding photographer and all of that, um, which they probably do, too. But it's you know, it's different. It's a little bit different. Um, so yeah, having good attitude, collaborative mindset, um, and just like overall bleh, being excited to work with me. I don't know, like hiring me because you actually like my work, not because like, oh, this other person was available, which I know can happen. Um, it, it, it feels nice when someone says, oh no, I want to work with you. Um, because you're going to be able to tell my story the way that I need it to be told. Because, you know, I'm not for everybody, and that's 100% okay. Like, I don't think that every photographer should get all the clients. There's plenty of businesses out there. That's why I like having, um, you know, friendships with other photographers in the area because we can help support one another and, like, refer other clients to them if maybe this isn't the best fit for me or maybe it's not the best fit for them simply because maybe – that's just not going to tell the story that the client wants. So, yeah. Yeah. Great I, answer. I love yeah. that. And that works for our business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have that conversation a lot where people will come to us and like, we need ideas. We need to give client gifts. It's going to be awesome. Tell us what you can do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, let's back up and mm-hmm. really reverse engineer this. I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. We need to understand more about your business. Mm-hmm. And I love how you said that we're never going to be able to know about your business as much as you do, Mm -hmm. right? So working collaboratively, we always say run a parallel path Mm -hmm. um, together. That's how we're gonna create something that works, that's so unique and creative and Mm -hmm. different. And that's what we love. I think, you know, Scott, I'll tell you this, we love working with clients that wanna be challenged, right? They wanna see what's new out there, but ultimately they're not just gonna go back to, well, let's just do, let's just do this, right? They wanna see what's trending and how can we decorate it differently? And now for us, it's not so much to just slap a logo on something, Mm -hmm. it's really telling a story. And so our favorite customers are the ones that get excited about that, but give us enough of that information. Mm -hmm. So I like to say we can be dangerous and we can come up with things that are really cool, but Mm -hmm. I love how you put that because that makes (laughs) a sense. It's like, 
business relationships are like dating, right? It's not everybody, not not everybody's for everybody, whether you're on the buyer side or the seller side, it needs to be a partnership to really make that work. Mm -hmm. And, and also have fun and have a positive attitude. Yeah. I feel like I, you need to be my client. Well, what we do, what, what we do <laughs> is fun. Yeah, yeah it. It, it is fun. And you can't tell a story without knowing the story. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like yeah. you can't take the right photos without knowing where they want to go with it and mm-hmm. where they've been. Yeah. And we can't place the right product if we don't know their story because a lot of times, as Brian mentioned, like a product can help tell the story. Mm-hmm. For example, like we... We do some work for Choke Construction, right? Mm-hmm. They're big supporters of the autistic community mm-hmm. through their charitable arm. Well, they're looking for holiday gifts. Why not tie in a cool set of whiskey glasses with leather wrapped? Mm-hmm. And that leather wrap is made by autistic folks oh, cool. that are yeah. employed by the company that, that does that. Mm-hmm. And so why not tie that product into their mission, their vision? Mm-hmm. It's a great gift in general and help tell that story and marry that. Mm-hmm. Because what people love to hear is, sure, I love the set of glasses, I'll use them and they'll be around forever. But but usually what's more important is how that ties back into yep. the way I'm, I'm buying from you. How are you giving back to the community and making it a better place? Yeah, absolutely. And that's how we tell a story with product, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. if, and you do the same, like, I guess the whole cliche of pictures worth a thousand words, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah, but um, the product can be too, but maybe not a thousand words. (laughs) Maybe just two (laughs) hundred fifty. That's the limit in a lot of little boxes, anyway. (laughs) Exactly. I will say I have always loved photography, and I um, my well, he's now four, but he was three years old when it happened. We got the opportunity to go out to a Charlotte FC practice, right? And I have to give this girl a shout out, Taylor Banner. I'm not sure if you you know her or not, but she's a photographer for Charlotte FC. Oh she's yeah, a team I know photographer. who she is, yeah. <laughs> and she shows up and they're like, we're gonna invite you to this practice because we had just taken a picture after one of the wins mm-hmm. and they saw it and they're like, oh, this kid's adorable. He loves the team. Let's invite him to practice. So we got to go out there and she's there and she meets me and they have their entire creative team and literally spent four hours and my son got to practice with the team mm-hmm. and play with mm-hmm. the team. And they sent us like over 200 photos, all of these videos. Mm-hmm. I could have never captured any of those pictures in those <laughs> moments, but it's something that I'll never forget, yeah. right? And and we've framed a ton of them. They're up all over. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But he's literally obsessed with it. And it was just that one experience. Yeah. But now he can see what a professional photographer yeah. can bring to light. And every day he's like, oh my gosh, that was me with Swiderski, uh-huh. right? Or that was me with Jalen Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And I've thanked her a million times um, for it, but she's incredible. And that's just kind of the power of photography. And everybody mm-hmm. has their own you know, thing that they're great at. But um, I think your story is amazing. I, everybody needs to, to go check out uh, her website, e- uh, easterdaycreative.com. We'll put all this stuff out there. If you're interested in getting in touch with her, please uh, please let us know. Megan, it, it's been really cool to, to hear your story. I can see the passion for what you do. Um, it makes me want to be a better photographer. I know I'll <laughs> never be as good as you, but it's just fascinating. I don't know. It's like it's art is is amazing in general, mm-hmm. but like the power of photography is something that has been around for a while, mm-hmm. and it's something that will stay forever. Yeah. Um, even if everybody's jumping into videos and all this other, mm-hmm. you know, AI and 3D and all this other yeah. crazy stuff, <laughs> it, it comes down to like a, a photo is is it, it's I mean look in, uh, an entire platform was built on just photos. Yes. Now they're getting into you know yeah. reels and videos yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, but but reality Instagram was photos. It was, and we all became obsessed with yep. it. Um, so that's awesome. Well, like we always say, please like, share, and comment. 
Last question for you uh, before we do this. We've been dying to ask you, is a picture really worth a thousand words? <laughs> I just told you it was. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. Maybe a thousand dollars. Yeah. There we go. Imagine, what an answer. Maybe hey, more than that. She's a true uh, entrepreneur here. I love yeah. This is a little cool. bit of a comedian. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're listening, you're a business owner. Um, honestly, check out the website. Like, even if there's something on there that you don't see that that is specific to what you're looking for, uh, reach out to her because I guarantee you in that network, if it's not something that she can handle or that she can do, mm-hmm. Megan will point you in the right direction yep. to somebody that is great. And that's what makes the Charlotte community awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like everybody tries to help everybody. So Megan, this has been amazing. Thank you for Love your story. Me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome. Cool. Uh, until next time, you have been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. been listening to the brand builders podcast brought to you by the dunston group with your host scott dunston and brian young for branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last check out the dunston group at dunstongroup.com